Today's conversation features the two co-founders of EnviroBlock, Will and Chuck, who are pioneers in bringing blockchain technology to the smart home and real estate markets. This conversation was recorded some time ago, and as of now, the EnviroBlock beta is live. So Pebble Tracker owners can go to their website and start earning rewards by transmitting data from their attic space. Towards the end of the conversation, we discuss the novel idea of property-bound tokens that EnviroBlock has developed, which I believe has the potential to transform the real estate industry. So be sure to listen to the entire conversation so you don't miss that. All right. Will and Chuck, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm here with the two founders of EnviroBlock, which is one of the biotech ecosystem projects. And we're going to be focusing on that for today's show. But before we get into that, can you guys both take me through your backgrounds and what led you to Web 3.0? Yeah, sure. I'll start. My name is Will McCann. I uh, grew up just outside of Austin, Texas. I went to Villanova, studied mechanical engineering, which got me into oil and gas. So pursued that for five years. I needed to get back to the Austin area. So uh, I found roofing as my transition job back to the area. So I've been doing that ever since. Through that process, I've been investing, got into stocks in 2020, missed out on the whole Shiba and Dogecoin explosion, which created a FOMO and really got me into the crypto search to, in the first place. So that's how I stumbled across IOTEX. Nice. Nice. Chuck? Yeah, this is Chuck, also in Austin area as well. And I've been in the IT space for 30 years and been working in that arena and been actually looking to get into the blockchain space and getting with William and finding IOTEX was connecting the real world or the devices to the blockchain really seemed enticing in that part of the process, which drew me to this space. And so I love doing the infrastructure and those parts of this business while William is the guy on the, the marketing and the insights and the dream and the vision. Very short. When William put the proposal together for the grant and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to, you're going to put me to work. So it was a pretty, pretty interesting thing. And so it is it's exciting to be on the line, on the front end of with IOTech and getting into this. But yeah, it was quite a, and I'm still William's pulling me along and I'm like, all right, here we go. This is for real. It's a, it's a lot of, a lot of enjoyment. So Originally, like Chuck was mentioning, and he and I go way back. I actually grew up two doors down from him. Grew up with his son, and so we're very close, knowing each other my entire life. So we were kicking around this crypto idea at the very beginning of just November this past year. Whenever I came across IOTEX, and I bought a Pebble Tracker, and I got him to buy a Pebble Tracker. You probably see the UCAM over his right shoulder there. So, what really drew us to IOTEX in the beginning was they weren't just hyping projects up. They weren't just writing hype articles. They were actually building products that you could physically buy. So that's really what attracted me from the start. So I bought a Pebble Tracker. I convinced Chuck to buy a Pebble Tracker. And then we were just trying to figure out what this is. What is the blockchain? What is, for me, what is even IoT? Chuck's a little bit more infrastructure, a little bit more versed in that space. But mechanical engineering, not really knowing so much about this, it took me on a deep dive into it just to find out what it's all about what it even means, what it's capable of. And really what I found and what IOTEX is trying to solve and what they are solving is the whole security around IOT. So there's sensor data that you're getting everywhere, but it's easily hackable in the traditional sense. So not having trusted hardware is the first problem that IOTEX solved with the Pebble Track, which is ultimately what led us on our mission down the road to EnviroBlock. Once they announced the Halo grant for anybody that was gonna take the Pebble Tracker, and start a dap or an idea and kind of run with it. Having my background in roofing and spend a lot of time in attics, that was 
a light bulb moment for me one day whenever I was like, this is a wasted space that nobody's studying. This is a huge deal in the roofing industry for ventilation as far as the dynamics of your HVAC efficiency, your roof performance, and how it degrades over time. So I was like, wow, nobody's even studying this. And this is a large opportunity for us to really tap this space. Kick that to Chuck and it's an opportune time for him too because he was selling his company. He was entering retirement and it opened it up and we kicked this around and just hopped on the opportunity and ran with it. So go from just about to retire to a startup is uh, quite a pivot. <laughs> Very short retirement. <laughs> Chuck, do you want to talk about it? You know, I like to look at it as all Dean is we're an IoT business. We're creating a business, taking advantage of the IoT technology, tying it with more of an environmental approach, and then adding the Web3 space to that and with IoTX on that, and then doing the reward program for the people who are willing to let their data be used and be rewarded for it. It's a three-part scenario. Yeah, and what I really like about IOTEX, and you touched on this well, is it's actually solving real-world tangible problems. And both of you are, for lack of a better term, real people. You've actually done real jobs. You've had careers in physical industries. A lot of Web3, initially at least, was these digitally native Dogecoin-type speculators that probably weren't in touch with actual on-the-ground applications of Web3, which is very much what IOTEX is focused on and why it's probably a very underrated protocol and platform. Because it's not focused on marketing, it's really focused on solving real-world technical issues. So can you just walk me through where you are now in terms of the technology you're actively programming Pebble Tracker to make it sensing data within attics and to improve the efficiency of smart homes. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. So we're aimed directly at the smart home space, bringing smart home devices to the blockchain, starting in the attic and starting with the Pebble Tracker. IOTEX is amazing. They designed this Pebble Tracker to be truly plug in. So you don't need to know any kind of coding. You don't need anything. You just buy this device, plug it in. It has a cellular SIM card, an IOT SIM card that connects all the data directly to the IOTEX blockchain. So truly plug and play, which makes that amazing and very simple for us. So we just got done with our 30 day study. So it's my house, 30 day case study. It's my house and my neighbor's house, which is four houses down, identical structures built by the same home builder during the same year using the same materials. The only difference between the two structures is I've replaced my roof since then. So in the process, I upgraded our ventilation system in our house and I installed two 35 watt solar attic fans in our attic space. And just being in this industry, I sell those all the time. They're one of my favorite things, even to give away for on our new roof, that type of deal, because homeowners love them. They always rave about them. So obviously I want them on my house. And this happened all Pebble Tracker and Vireblock. So as this evolved, I was like, wow, this would be perfect to take identical structures and study the attic spaces to see one, can, can we even measure a difference? Are these attic fans even as, as efficient as they say they are? And obviously we're reminding ourselves in the process, we're not selling attic fans, right? We're doing an experiment. First step was reading the data and analyzing that and really setting it up as a true scientific controlled experiment, Elim eliminating all variables possible. So that's why we did the identical structures. I literally have the pebble trackers you've seen probably in the photos. They're on the same two by four in the same spot of the house, right? True apples to apples. The only difference is a ventilation system. 
We even keep our houses within one degree of each other on the cooling end. Wanted to just set this up and use the pebble tracker as our sensor to read the environment and prove for attic breeze and manufacturer just how efficient their fans are. And this brought us toward two things, right? Actually a few things, but the two main things that we want to really show with this blockchain verified data is one to the manufacturer, their marketing opportunity to really use this data in a real world application because usually outside of a controlled R&D facility, you can't count the data for your marketing anything, right? Using real world data for true marketing angles there and then also toward the homeowner to where you know that you are making improvements to your home that's going to save you money in the long run, not only in the energy efficiency, but in maintenance for HVAC systems, your roof's going to degrade less over time if it's properly ventilated, those kind of things. So really showing the value from both angles was our first, first goal. And then the second aspect is proving out this Web3 model. You hear Web3, you hear how valuable data is. There's a large part of all this that's just educational component because people don't even realize how much data is being siphoned off already for free. People aren't being rewarded in any form or fashion other than being able to access an application for the data they're providing to these companies that's then making billions of dollars off of it. We're really proving out the Web3 concept and that we want to be able to reward someone for the data they're providing and then be able to package that data in an attractable way to a manufacturer or a utility company or a home builder or anybody that can package and see the value of this data from a larger picture. And we're learning so much just in all of that. Just ca not calling it a pebble tracker because the word tracker is frightening. So maybe a pebble data miner is what we're rolling with as far as how we're gonna angle it. And just little things like that, that's just an educational component because when people think about crypto or people think about blockchain, all they think about is Bitcoin or the general public, Bitcoin, Ethereum or scam or fake money or whatever. So really taking that down and proving the value of the technology and starting with people, just basic homeowners that most likely aren't even going to be familiar with blockchain in the first place before they hop on the EnviroBlock. And crypto in general has a marketing issue. Crypto is a creepy word, really. It's, it doesn't exactly incite the feelings of comfort and privacy. But I, so what we're talking about here is with IoT devices and smart home devices, you touched on the fact that the data is getting harvested. And it's interesting how when we talk about software applications, Facebook, Google, it's somewhat of a fair trade, right? You're getting a useful service for free and you're trading your data. But when you're purchasing a physical product and you're actually paying for it, and the transaction doesn't end there, it continues for the lifetime of that product with the data getting harvested, often without any practical awareness from the user side. So there's a couple components here that I want to ask you about is one, you can use Pebble to smartify existing homes that don't have fax systems or smart devices that are, that have CPUs and connectivity intrinsically, but you're using a Pebble tracker to staple that on top of a dumb system, if you will. And then there's another component where you're creating basically a, a parallel data universe for existing smart homes. And that's, that becomes a data collective that then you can negotiate and you can develop insights around and actually return some of that value to the users. Is, is that a correct characterization of what, of what you're doing? Exactly. Yes, for sure. Back on the Pebble Miner, that's where we started. Obviously, it's the easiest starting place because it is plug and play. But ultimately, like we touched on, getting to the full smart home picture 
and rewarding as such. We have a vision of if you have a pebble miner, solar panels, a Google Nest thermostat, a smart irrigation system, we want to reward accordingly for your data, for those multiple points of data, because you're building a more clear picture of that one structure and how it operates and, and its efficiency. So, but that's going to require a gateway, some kind of hardware that's going to be doing those API calls to all those different devices. Chuck can chime in more on that in the infrastructure side. That's going to be a further step down the road, but is ultimately where we're going, as well as even getting on the home building side of it, being part of packaging a smart home system as part of your new home build. Down here in Texas, they can't build fast enough. So if you're to get on at the home builder where you know, you're approaching a person that's building their home and you're, and they have an optional smart home package. We're looking at taking that angle to where we want to partner with a home builder to be an optional smart home package for EnviroBlock too, and then rewarding as such. So again, proving out in the first step of a return for your data, more than just, I just touched on user, usability and kind of a user function for a social is great. That's great for a social network type return, but we're really aimed at proving out what everyone's hearing the buzzwords with Steppen and all these other projects where they're getting some kind of financial return. And there's a lot of projects trying to do that. And our thing is you have to make it sustainable. You have to make the model sustainable. Where is that money coming from to pay these people for that data in the first place? If it just starts with somebody's founding money to build the app and a pool of money to feed data to all these people to just get on the app, but that data pool is going to run out over time because people are going to get over the hype of that project or whatever, then that's not sustainable longer than however length of time that is. So that really led us into being a, a delegate for IOTEX. We needed that funding source, that initial funding source. And it clicked one day that let's be a delegate. We're already investors. Chuck and I are obviously IOTEX investors and believe enough into how everything works. So we're like, let's be a delegate. And then two weeks later, they announced fast blocks coming out. So it was perfect timing for all that. We were one of the pioneers to get that whole fast blocks system up and running with the IOTEX team, very supportive on both ends. And they, like everything else of IOTEX, they streamlined that process of becoming a delegate node. So what that has ultimately done is created an income source for us that we're taking those delegate rewards. Obviously, if you're staking with EnviroBlock, you're still earning your rewards as you would any other delegate, but we're taking our earnings and reinvesting those into a data reward pool that we can then divvy out to data providers with Pebble Miners set, just building that circular model of financial coming into the data rewards pool to then be able to divvy out even before we package and sell the data or before we take on investment. Go ahead, Chuck. Well, I was gonna say that's one of the revenue streams to build our reward pool and even the selling of your data is gonna help build that pool as well. And then we also plan to do our, our do rewards with our own token, Ebok token as well. So we're looking at different ways to keep this fund going so it's it doesn't end. So it's very sustainable approaches. Yeah, and I forgot to touch on that. And that's obviously the next step as well. Towards the end of this year, we're going to open up beta testing with people that already own Pebbles. And all we need is your device ID, your MEID, and your zip code. And then we'll be able to overlay it with your weather data. And we can give you a simple install guide on, on where to put it, how to install it in your attic. Because we want to open up beta testing. We want to start playing with real data beyond our case study, right? Because we're going to run into kinks. We're going to run different stuff that we need to work out. But we're excited to open this up. There's, I don't know, there's over 2,000 people, I think, Roland said, worldwide that already have pebbles. And there's a lot of people sitting on pebbles wondering what to do with it because 
they bought it thinking they were going to be able to mine data and be rewarded for it, and they haven't been able to yet. There's a lot of people that I think that they would be willing to jump on board the beta testing here. So that's, like I said, we're aiming to launch that at the end of the year. And then Q1 of next year, we're going to have our DAP released as our goal there. And then shortly following, we want to launch our eBlock token. That's going to be our own token. We've got to work the kinks out on that, but that's ultimately where we're headed as well to be the revenue back to the data provider. We have the IOTEX revenue stream coming in and then being divvied out to the data providers, but our eBlock token is going to aid that as well. So I'm very excited about that. Still have a lot to, to learn on our end, on the development end, but that's where we're headed. And that focus on having a two-sided marketplace from the get-go where you have not just a supply for the token where you're having miners, but you actually have a demand for the value generated by the ecosystem that you can then flow back to the user base. And as you mentioned with Step, in a lot of these two earned protocols, they're really pyramid schemes. They have a user base that needs to keep growing in order to bring in additional revenue. There's not actually a two-sided marketplace where there's actually a business where there's a pro data product being generated and there's a consumer of that data product that's paying for it and that's being returned to the data generators, which is the user base, the decentralized user base. So in terms of the actual smart home side of this, there's a tremendous privacy component to smart homes. And IOTEX, one of the main values of IOTEX is data privacy, is giving the power back to the user to choose when and to who to share their data. And smart homes are, are really, they're data leaking hothouses. They're malware prone. A lot of people don't realize how hackable their smart devices are. There's a, I think there's a famous case study where smart fridges were default set like an 888 password. And there was millions of these out there. And there's just zero, zero privacy consideration on the manufacturer and on the user side. Can you talk about how EnviroBlock is going to be hopefully addressing that problem? Yeah. First and foremost, we're not interested in like a, a tapping into smart locks or anything like that, at least now, because of that, we don't want to be concerned with the privacy as far as smart locks and be able to unlock people's houses. But the privacy really comes from WebStream and the brilliance that, that the IOTEX team has built with WebStream. Herod's supposed to be released early October or mid-October. The data within WebStream and assigning a decentralized ID to the device through that process gets anonymized in the blockchain. So your privacy is protected strictly to your wallet. And that's even with the location as far as the Pebble Miner they designed it to round it off to where someone, even if they had your location, they're not going to be able to zero in on your exact location because it's rounded off for your privacy. For the data side on WebStream, it's spot on. But as far as the display with, and Simone is probably rolling his eyes right now because I'm getting it wrong, but, but as far as the display for the common user, it's going to be rounded off to, again to protect your privacy. So... It's all built and well beyond my knowledge as far as the back end of IOTEX, but the user's privacy was their goal and intent from the get-go. And the D, I believe, is a core component, the decentralized identity of the WebStream, where it, it basically, in my understanding, is it serves as a data locker where you can actually assign data in an encrypted way to this centralized identity, and it's all behind this locker. So obviously with a Nest, for example, that's a Google product, Google is collecting that data. There's no way to really stop that. But you're actually talking about creating a, a parallel copy of the data that's private and then you can buy. Is there plans? This is way down the line from where you are now, but 
natively private IoT and smart home is ultimately where I would like to see the vision go. Have you thought about that? The plan is when you connect your Nest, I, I don't know about your settings on your Nest and how you've secured that, but when you allow us to pull that data up, that data that we're pulling is built off that security that IOTech provides through the blockchain, through the web stream, through their, that process to give their data protected in that environment. It's their data in that, and they have the access and they give us their access to it, but it's protected from themselves and allowing us to have access to it. Yeah, just the, this kind of natively private, at the hardware level, private smart home devices. Are you going to outsource to manufacture or build? Oh, as far as building our own devices? Yeah, ultimately we're gonna need a, some sort of hardware, like a gateway hardware. So we will need our own hardware to do the API calls to these existing devices. As far as our, our own sensors, that would be more if we're getting on like with home builders. We we wouldn't, we wouldn't outsource a named product like a Google Nest or something like that, unless we have a partnership in place, obviously, to be part of a smart home package. We would have our sensors spread throughout that are all tied back to our own gateway, more economical that way. But we're still a lot to figure out on that end. But the only hardware we're planning on developing right now, if needed, there might be some plug and play options there that are DID ready and web stream ready, but it would be the gateway itself doing those API calls. We're, yeah, we're more after the data analytics side of everything. And that's where Web3 really shines. And you can imagine Pebble is a natively private device. To have collection of data from ultimately, hopefully millions of users is a tremendously valuable data set. Can you imagine, talk about where the demand for that data would primarily come from? Yeah, to me, it's always been either manufacturing or home building. You're one-off selling to homeowners if you're trying to just do that into their attic space to save on their efficiency the big bang for the buck is going to be your utility companies your manufacturers your home builders that's where i see the large demand coming from because they want to make their structures more efficient all driving back to efficiency how can you save power the cost of energy is rising everywhere every day almost so how can they make structures more efficient how can they improve existing structures to make them more efficient? Or how can they figure out that what they think they're doing is right isn't actually right? Had we had we gone down this path and my attic with my two solar fans was actually performing worse than my neighbor, I would have been scratching my head too. But it's very cool to see the data visually. We're working on our 30-day case study right up now, but it's very cool to visually see the data and how much more efficient my attic space is than my neighbor's and all proven by the pebble miner via the blockchain. So just taking that very simple premise and building from there is where we're headed. And there's so much more that, again, back to the brilliancy of the pebble miners, you know, that it's sensor rich. You've got temperature, humidity, obviously you've got air pressure in there, but you've also got air quality, you've got light. So there's multiple different things that you can study and we're, we're gonna keep our pebbles in place to see through the winter time, is it more efficient still to have the attic fans or as the environment flips and you're trying to keep your house warm instead of cool, are these actually lowering the efficiency and making you heat your home more than you would without the solar fan? Just stuff like that that obviously needs more data, but being able to prove and tie a monetary value to efficiency would be very cool in this case for just ventilation, but from a manufacturer standpoint, having that data from the real world to be able to improve their products or manufacturing process to a home builder to be able to improve their design and be able to use that as a selling point to their 
potential clients of, hey, come build your home with us because you're going to save energy over time, the most efficient builder on the block. All that proven with blockchain verified data. Our goal is not to be hardware. We'd have to outsource some of that, but our real goal is to use the resources and tools that we have and put those together to put a product together. We see a city, cities and different government entities are wanting to know what's going on with the power outages or power issues and what's going on. So as we start collecting this kind of data, we see a lot of use for that. For that. Nice. Yeah, there's another IoTechs ecosystem project, which I recently spoke with called Illumicate. And they're doing something similar in the sense that their beta is a camera network for traffic. So cities are highly interested in traffic flows for all kinds of reasons. But there's a similar parallel to that with energy usage. Certainly, if you had a high density of adoption, let's say within Austin, where you guys are based, there would be a real incentive for the city to access that data for grid optimization, potentially giving tax breaks. There's a lot of ways that this could go once the data set gets large enough, which is why that initial monetary incentive is so important because you need a threshold of adoption to hit that network effect scale. In terms of the incentives, having a token for Pebble, like you said, I'm a Pebble owner. There's not a lot that I've been able to do with so I'll be mining in my attic for sure as soon as that launches. So that's pretty exciting. And is there, so you'll be awarding in IOTEX initially, right? Correct. Yeah. Initially, uh, while we figure out, you know, there's a lot to learn on our end as far as the eBlock token and making sure that we get the tokenomics right and everything on our end first. So initially we're awarding an IOTEX. We're still working out what the rewards are going to look like there. We want it to be incentivizing enough to have people, if you even purchase a Pebble, if you don't have a Pebble yet, forking over that 250 bucks and seeing that with that. But at the end of the day, like I told my neighbor, it's like, how much money did your attic make you last year? Even if you earn 10 bucks, whatever it is, we're starting with proving that model of rewarding for your data. Like you touched on, having that network effect is what drove us to be a delegate in the first place because we needed that adoption to hit a certain point to be able to have enough data points to have that, that data be attractive enough, one, for us to see, but two, for us to package to someone like a manufacturer or home builder that might be interested in that data. So in terms of like stack, you touched on how you're using it already, but is there other things that you would like to see from IOTEX that would allow you to introduce new features that are on your wish list? What else do you need from IOTEX to make the best version of your product that you can? Nothing offhand. The Pebble is so sensor rich that it is on the pricier side if you're just buying it for a one sensor application, if you just want to use it for temperature or something like that. So it'd be cool plug and play ready devices from IOTEX that are already plug and play ready, but they're, they've done so much and in our opinion, they're already so far ahead of the competition and everyone in the space because they've built the whole ecosystem, both horizontally and vertically with, with the web stream mainly. That's the most exciting thing that's coming out. Meta Pebble, we didn't even touch on. That's more so for other applications, not so much for ours because it's stationary versus mobile. But there's so much that IOTEX is building that it's been fun just being a part of their beta process, if you will, too, through the fast blocks, through the, the Pebble data collection process. So their support has been tremendous. And that's more than we could have asked for to this point, as far as getting our development up and running and where we're headed. Like I said, past maybe stripped down devices that are plug and play ready, I wouldn't know anything else to ask for. Maybe Chuck could chime in, but IOTEX themselves have been amazing. Dean, the, you brought up a good point earlier about additional native devices, and it would be great 
if I know IOTech doesn't want to get into the hardware business, but they can definitely partner with other people to help bring a Google Nest device type into the system that's already got IOTech certified, trusted as part of it. That would be a huge, and we can just keep plugging these into our deal. But this whole process is getting in. We could not ask for it. They are all in and it's incredible how well they support us and, and bring us along. So if we can think of asking it, they provide it. They help us get it. That's great to hear. And I want to just take a bird's eye view approach to your vision because you did a great job articulating what you've done so far and the specific use cases that you're introducing in terms of attic optimization and energy usage. But let's just say for both of you, if you could just take me through an optimally successful 10-year run for EnviroBlock. Where do we see the company in 10 years, the protocol in 10 years? What does the world look like with a maximally successful EnviroBlock? I've got a goal of a million properties worldwide hooked up to EnviroBlock. So collecting data from a million different properties 10 years from now, worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, 10 years, Dean, what were you doing 10 years ago? It's, you weren't even doing anything with this type of social media and this type, creating this kind of content. It's, I keep telling Will, we're just dipping our toes in this particular, I don't know where EnviroBlock is going to take us. I sat on Web 1, I saw Web 1 hit my desk, I saw Web 2 come through, and we see Web 3 completely not even thinking about it. So it's like, I, I think the options are just completely open and could take us anywhere. That's a great point. The rate of progress over the last decade has been unpredictable. It'd be impossible to envision. And as a startup, you're just iterating. You're basically just doing scientific experiments, whether literally with the energy usage comparison that you're doing, Will, but also just in terms of getting feedback from the marketplace, from your users, iterating, seeing a new technology come out of the blue that you didn't even predict or couldn't have predicted. And you integrate that, it, it opens up a whole new marketplace. So yeah, that's, uh, that's fantastic. And um, if there's anything you want to touch on in terms of maybe a shorter term, not immediate term, but maybe one to three year timeline in terms of where you're going to actually introduce new things, what that'll look like. Yeah. So over this, like I said, by the end of the year, we want to be in full beta mode with everyone that we can get on board, feeding us data from their pebbles that they already have. And then next year is going to be releasing our DAP and then releasing our eBlock token. So I imagine that's going to be taking up the majority of next year. And it's just going to be driving user adoption, figuring out the kinks that we're going to run to between different countries and different platforms and things like that. But we're just excited to start collecting the data and seeing what that looks like and, and seeing the parallels that can come from that. We not almost the, if you build it, they will come. This is if you collect it, we will analyze and we're going to be able to draw conclusions from stuff that we don't even, we don't even foresee yet. And there's going to be data that we're collecting that we don't even know that's valuable that to some other manufacturer or user is going to see high value in that. So just that whole potential is very exciting. It just starts with collecting the data. So that's our main focus is driving our user base. I'm on a hard campaign right now to get people to stake with Fireblock so that we can earn more tokens so that we can feed that into our data rewards pool to grow that so that we can get as many users on board and rewarded for their data they're providing as possible. We're going to figure out the beta testing and how to reward users for that, but ultimately getting up that chart, we want to be in the top 36 delegates. So if you're out there and you're staking, restake with EnviroBlock, but uh, to get us growing so that we can earn the most to grow that data rewards pool so that when we do take off, we want to have that healthy data rewards pool to be able to feed that. Nice, nice. 
Yeah. And if there's any other calls to action for people listening to get involved with EnviroBlock, we can go ahead and say that now. Yeah. I was thinking one of the, probably the only knocks that you can never find on IOTEX is the whole ERC token versus the native token. And you see that all over the place. So if you're out there and you have, you're a holder of IOTEX, but it's ERC or you're a holder of native and you're not staking it, definitely stake it. But I started off and I bought the Ethereum version of IOTEX when I first got in. And I, Kevin and the team have built an amazing tool called IOTube to where you can transfer that over to the native format and get it swapped over to native coin. I found that it was easiest to just trade it in for another token and send it over to a platform like crypto.com that sells the native and buy the native from there. But to truly take advantage of the earnings potential of staking with the IOTEX ecosystem. I always, I tell my friends that they're not in the blockchain space, they're not in crypto space. I show them my earnings that I've always, that I get every day from just staking with IOTEX versus my one cent that I get from Wells Fargo every three months in interest. So just comparing that that potential loan mixed with a company with IOTEX that hasn't even taken off yet, like you, t- you said earlier, I think they're the most undervalued project around. Very exciting. And Chuck and I are very excited to be getting up and running before they even take off too, because you know we're very much going to be along for the ride. Yeah, definitely. IOTexans, my personal one, and then EnviroBlock's the Twitter. But yeah, that's our main communication tool. Telegram as well, but Twitter is where we get all our announcements out for sure. And that's also a requirement for our first Halogun is getting 500 followers. So I think we're at 345 followers. So if you don't follow EnviroBlock, please go hit that follow button and help us out there. But we're just in in growth mode and trying to get our feet underneath us as fast as possible to be able to get this rolling. And we're very excited. One thing to add to that is is to follow us on the, on Twitter. That's where most of our all our communication coming out when we start to push the beta test and open that up. William's got a, his IO Texan handle that he has out there. Nice hit. If you're a Pebble user, how do you sign up for the beta? Yep. So go to our website. We have our EnviroBlock at Gmail there, and all we need is your MEID. It's your Pebble ID. It's called your MEID and then where you're located. We don't need your exact address for your privacy, obviously, but we just need like your zip code if you're in the US or some kind of country code to let us know where you're at so that we can start getting you logged in and pulling that data and figure out any kinks if there are. But really starting there, and then I will be able to respond with an attic installation checklist that lets you check off the different components that are in your attic so that we can then tie the data that we're receiving to the actual environment that it's in. And then down the line, I didn't even touch on it, but we do have in plans to develop what's called a PBT, a property bound token. So this is like an NFT, you've heard of soul bound tokens, maybe where it's a permanent nature tied to a person or a wallet and a soul bound token is. We see that maybe in voting or something later on the line certificates, but what we're going to do is design what's called a property bound token that's tied to the property. And that is what's going to enable the exchange during a real estate transaction if someone buys and sells a home, because we're, we're interested in keeping that data rolling from that property through a transaction. We would much rather you buy a new data or we help you get a new data in your next house and leave that pebble in your current house. Let that change happened through a property bound token so that we can keep that data rolling throughout time for the network. Obviously that's in development down the line as well, but I'm excited because that's a first as well as a property bound token. That'll be an industry first. Yeah. That's a fascinating concept. This idea that you could actually 
decouple the physical house. Obviously it's property bound, but potentially you could have speculators buying PBTs for houses without owning the houses and vice versa. Yeah. There's so many different things you could go there. Obviously our objective was keeping that data with that property and then be able to transfer it and have that transfer happen. But long-term, obviously with that growth, that PBT is going to enable that and have that security happen and transfer happen. Imagine we have that vision of your house being the market and it's a three car garage and a pool and a data miner in the attic. That's where we see that vision and potential for EnviroBlock. There's a lot happening and uh, we just got set up with a delegate, I think two days ago. So it's like you said, a lot going on and we're very excited. That's a great vision. And we'll have to have another conversation a year down the line or even sooner. Cause there's so much that's coming up for you guys. That's super exciting. It's a very pivotal time for you right on. Everyone go delegate with the uh, EnviroBlock and I'll be switching some of my, uh, my tokens to you guys. Thanks so much guys. Appreciate your team. Thank you.